1: Good evening and welcome to Super Scoreboard. Neil Lennon's confident Kieran Tierney won't be going anywhere this summer as Celtic close in on another signing. And nine-in-a-row captain Richard Goff says this week's Europa League qualifier will show how much Rangers have progressed. Will
2: they stay or will they go? There's still doubts over Kieran Tierney's Celtic future. There always seems to be doubts about Alfredo Morelos' Rangers future. Will St Mirren stay in the Betfred Cup? Can they get a win at Albion Rovers tonight? And will Alec Ray stay or will he go because after scoring from halfway, in Thomas Buffo's testimonial surely clubs will be falling over themselves big money bids to Radio Clyde
1: absolutely you can see that on our Twitter at Clyde SSB I'm Alison Conroy and joining me on tonight's show is Roger Hanna you can give us a call as well 01419511025 and of course the Celtic SC Festival is taking place at the SEC this Friday Saturday and Sunday the first team squad will be there all weekend for picture opportunities in your you also get selfies with the treble trophies and the European Cup. And if that wasn't enough, there'll also be loads of great challenges to try, including the crossbar, free kick, penalty and top bin challenges. And for your chance to be there, all you need to do is come on to Clyde One's Super Scoreboard this evening. And we'll put your name in a hat and draw the winner at the end of the show. And to find out more about the Celtic FC Festival, log on to www.celticfcfestival.com. Roger, plenty to get through tonight. Big games this week again.
2: Yeah, and there seems to be big games, you know, almost every right. But big Betfred Cup games tonight, particularly yeah. for St Mirren It's not been a great start for Jim Goodwin, the St Mirren manager Defeat to did They needed a last minute penalty to beat Edinburgh City at home They then can't score against Lowland League East Colbride They lose the extra point in the penalty shootout They're now away to the team who finished second from bottom of the SPFL last season um, Betfred Cup might not be too high in their list of priorities this season I think it's crucial they get a win tonight, Alison
1: The, the players seem happier now that, that Jim Goodwin's in But they know and he knows that more signings need to be made as well
2: Yeah, and that's the same for a few clubs You look at Angelo Alessio down at Kilmarnock You know, some of these clubs can hardly fill the bench at this time of year So there's a lot of work to be done for a lot of Premiership managers And you would think Neil Lennon maybe among them
1: yeah. Well, Neil Lennon says Celtic are in a strong position to keep hold of Kieran Tierney after revealing he's not aware of any fresh bids for the player. Tierney's still got four years left on his current deal at the club and Lennon says they won't be forced into selling him.
3: So as you were, really, um, I've had no information other than there was two bids came in from Arsenal and we've rejected both of them and um, you know, there's been no further inroads really into that. You know, We're in a good position, like I've always said. We had no intentions of selling. He's on their long-term contract, and you know we wanted to progress with us. Our valuation of Kieran wasn't met, and it's as simple as that. You'll see other transfers, you know, going through or not going through because valuations haven't been met. And it's not a case of being, you know, Arsenal being disrespectful. They put a bit in that they valued the player at. They came back again. They obviously see Kieran as a, a very good player, as we do. But on a long-term contract, you know, we're in a you know, very strong position when it comes to Cairn. There may be other suitors along the way. Not that I'm aware of, but that wouldn't surprise me. But at the minute, there's no further information I can give you other than, you know, he's here and he's working back to full fitness.
1: As you were for Celtic at the moment, Roger.
2: Yeah, it's very interesting when it's, you know, taken over from David Turnbull as being the transfer of mm. the summer. Um, Arsenal are still keen. Um, they don't have huge sums of money to be playing with uh, I think if they could manage to structure a deal That would get Celtic the £25 million they want In the way that they want it Then I think the deal could still be on um, If it's not this window It might be the next window or the following window But Kieran Tierney one day will leave Celtic Because Kieran Tierney deserves the opportunity mm-hmm. To showcase his immense talent on the world stage Um Celtic are a bigger club than the majority of clubs who will come after Kieran Tierney. The problem for Kieran Tierney, and no disrespect to the clubs I'm about to mention, he's not going to improve and maximise his potential by playing season in, season out against Hamilton, Livingston, Ross County Yeah, he just needs to step up to playing other teams Andy yeah. Robertson didn't go and play against the Man City's, the Man United's, the Liverpool's to maximise his true potential and also to maximise his earning power there's talk of a £70,000 a week deal at Arsenal mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's of course it would turn anyone's head that kind of money, Alison
1: Let's go on to the phones Brian in Sterling's our first caller tonight Hello Brian
4: Good evening, marvellous news marvellous, beautiful weather and some of the best news I actually know a wee bit more inside but I'm not going to reveal my sources, Kieran Tierney never want to leave Celtic, that's for guarantee and as for yourself Roger I'm sorry, um, potential if you were in your dream job if you were in somewhere that you absolutely loved going to every day, you loved going into the training every day, you loved playing in front of 60,000 People exactly like him He's a Celtic fan And you're right about one thing One day we'll have to leave But Kim Tierney has a dream And I can guarantee you that He's never went to Celtic and said Oh £70,000 a week He's never went and turned and said um, Oh I want to leave Celtic have orchestrated something on the back A £25 million carrot. Now that is fine Celtic's valuation is £25 million our, um, our Arsenal didn't meet it but Kieran Tierney is in love with his job. He loves it where he is. When he gets back, and I I'm not saying it's a guarantee the cast on him, but when he lifts the trophy for ten in a row, that is a dream that he had as a child. So Kieran's not in any rush to leave Celtic. Now I hope that you know the Celtic fans take this as because when we lost, we didn't lose. We sold Yama, we sold Van Dyke, we sold Dembele for incredible offers. And they, these are great. These are guys who definitely want to go and play at the top stage. I'm not saying Kim does doesn't. Kim probably does. 99% guaranteed he does. But his dream job and his dream position in life is being realised before him. That is two years too early for him to leave. He'll still be brilliant. And by the way, see it 10 in a row, I think he's worth $50 Because when he goes to Arsenal, and this is a guarantee if he goes to Arsenal or he goes somewhere else, he will play the kind of football he's been playing. And he will be noticed by other teams. A Victor Wanyama, who went on for more money. A Virgil van Dyke, who went for the, I think, is it right, he's still the the world's most um, expensive defender? He was still the world's most expensive defender to us at Celtic. But we had to accept an offer from Southampton and then he went and played the football. He played exactly the same as what he played in the SPL. He played down in the EPL and now he's the best defender in the world. Well, by argument's sake. So Kieran Tierney, for me, has made an amazing decision. He's pushed. He's put Celtic before cash. Loyalty like that you can't buy. Now, I'm going to say one thing. Paul McStay. Paul McStay was offered ridiculous money to go to, uh, over to Juventus. And he decided having looked at it And really considered He decided that he was in his dream job He loved where he was He loved doing it And you have got to applaud the Scottish game For keeping a guy like Kieran Tierney In the country I love that That is something Football's a winner there What do you think?
2: I agree with an awful lot of the points you were making Brian One point I don't agree with is When you said Kieran's made the right decision Or the big decision Whatever you phrased it Kieran has hasn't made any decision at the minute Because there hasn't been a decision for Kieran to make The decision for Kieran to make will come At a time when Celtic accept a bid for him At the minute, he's a Celtic player You're right to say he's a very happy Celtic player He's never rocked the boat um, He's won an awful lot of medals with Celtic in the last few seasons He's won an awful lot of hearts among the support as well But he hasn't made any decision because... No one's asked him to make the decision And it will be interesting to see As I said at the start of the show Whether it's this window, whether it's the next Whether it's one after that Mm -hmm. Celtic at some stage will accept a bid for Kieran Tierney At some stage in his career And it's then the big decision Neil Lennon mentioned it I think before the game last week Before the second leg against Sarajevo There'll be a big decision one day for Kieran to make
1: I know what Brian's saying in terms of he's living the dream, blah 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 blah. But how much can your head be turned if somebody comes round? Yeah, I mean, I love my job, but if someone came in and said, "Look, we're going to quadruple your yeah. wage,"
2: yeah, and it, it's, it, I understand why people compare him with Virgil Van Dyke. It's not Virgil Van Dyke was quite categorical. He was always going to use Celtic as a stepping stone. He doesn't have the same bond with Celtic that Kieran mm-hmm. Tierney has, and I can understand the point that, that Brian's making about Paul McStay. Paul McStay felt he couldn't move on at that stage in his career. But, I mean, going back 40-odd years, you know, Kenny O'Gleish was a terrific Celtic player, but he was lured by, as you say, Alison, quadrupling his money going to Liverpool. Yeah. Other Celtic guys have been lured by quadrupling their money elsewhere. And that's when the big decision will come for Kieran Tierney because everyone knows his love of Celtic. He's been there since he was, I think, seven years of age. There's no questioning that. The, the question for Kieran Tierney is, A, financial but also career driven you know at 22 years of age he could have another 15 years in the Mm -hmm. game do we really think he's going to spend the next 15 years playing against you know and I feel bad mentioning these names the Ross Counties and the Leveys and the St Johnsons of this world when his talent would allow him to go and play against the Man City's, the Liverpool's and the Real Madrid's and the Barcelona's and the big Champions League games
1: Thank you to Brian and Sterling for his call. I want to go back onto the phones a minute, but let's hear a little bit more from Neil Lennon. He says they're close to sealing a deal for Hatim El Hamed from Apoel Beersheva and he's been impressed by the 28-year-old. He says he took advice from Nir Bito and Biram Kayal on The Defender. He's also confirmed they cancelled a proposed trial period for former Leicester man Danny Simpson.
3: Yeah, it has. The fee's been agreed, yeah. It's that likely to, to go through soon. Well, hopefully, you know, it's uh, you know, subject to... You know, work permit and visa application and you know the medical as well so that's ongoing at the minute. We think he's a good player. I think he's strong defensively, comfortable on the ball, very quick. I think he'd be a good addition to the squad and to the players that we already have here. Is he an option for that right-back Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he can play a centre-half as well. So I think we're getting a good player who's hungry even though people who look at his age, he's a fresh twenty eight as well. So his last three seasons he's played very well at, you know, a very good level and we've been really impressed with what we've seen from him. I've lent on a few people, you know, spoke to Barham, Baron Kyle, and spoke to a few other people that I know within the regards of Israeli football and they all spoke very highly of him. And we've done well with Israeli players over the years. You know, you think of Kyle beat Ambrose, you know, who came from Ashdod. You know, I got a good goalkeeper in the Hibs, Marciano, who's done very well so it's a, been a decent market for us, and we're hoping that Hot will add to that. What happened with Danny Simpson? Well, we were down the line, obviously, with El Hamid, and you know we've got one or two other options. So we just felt the best that it would be probably futile for for Danny to come in if he sees us bringing in a couple of players in in his specified position. So we decided to you'll call off the trial on on Friday.
1: Calling off one trial, but closing in on that signing, Roger.
2: Yeah, and there's really been interesting when he, it sounds as if he is. Elite developer 28 years of age You've only got one cap For Israel um, He sort of bounced About a few clubs But you listen to Neil there The last three years he's, he's shown a degree Of consistency That's been enough To get him into The Israeli sort of national squad um, The likes in here Beaton and Biram Kayalo Know him a lot better Than I know him mm-hmm. Alison, So you need to Take their word for it um, He's got a hard act To follow And Mikel Lustig But Celtic you know, they need bodies in in that position and Elhamed looks as if he's gonna be the first guy to get a crack at
1: it. Let's go back on to the phones. I've got Aman in Govanhill Hill. Hello, Aman. How you doing all right? How
5: all right, you yourself? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Listen, I've got a couple of boys. I'm really worried. you right. It's mm-hmm. starting to get a joke now with Celtic. I mean the boy the the Israeli really boy, right? I mean I don't know if he's a good player or no, but 1.2 million, he's only had one national cap. I mean, we need a proper right-back. And, and I'm glad he missed because Neil Lennon uh, last week says, oh, if we get a price for him, you know, we'll, we'll sell him, which was 25 million. And Arsenal don't want to buy him. Neil Lennon's like, oh, no, we didn't want to sell him at first. I mean, Celic are giving us a... It's becoming a joke. It's, it's like Rangers have spent more money than us and they're meant to be and we're meant to be loaded. And yet, we have we've, we've we've been 1.2 million right back We need two proper right backs About 7-8 million At least one player Where's all the money was What's happening So I'm, I'm starting to get panicky here now
2: Well Celtic have spent 12 million pounds In three defenders Julian in the centre half At 7 million Bolingoli the left back At 3 El Hame, the right back At almost 2 million So you're looking at 12 million pounds There already on the back four It is quite an outlay Given that As you say Tierney's not been sold And Charm's not been sold There's not really been Any Big money coming in During this window Um, You're right It's what you say Celtic don't want to sell Tierney But If they can get £25 million coming in And a deal structured The way they want it To be structured Then they will sell Kieran Tierney Right now Well
5: The right back Right I mean We need a proper right back We need it for two years now and if we get 25 million pounds for Tina, God, God forbid! I hope he doesn't go. Right, it's new, then it's busted for him to go. But what I hope is he doesn't go. But 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 why are we spending one point, a right back, 1.2 million?
2: Well, so we've got you, 60 you, million in the bank. You listen to the manager there. He clearly thinks that El is the guy who can come in and and play right back and do well for the club. So. It's like any any other signing You need to trust The judgement of the manager The judgement of the recruitment department I've never seen El Hamid play you know, To any extent I couldn't say He's going to be terrific I couldn't say He's going to be terrible All clubs can do Is offer the guys The opportunity to come in and play Neil Lennon certainly gave him A decent billing there So I think it's probably up now To the supporters To give him a chance to impress
5: but, 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 but don't you think we deserve a bit better A better right back than
2: Hunt right, we need I to need lead two. Come on To be, to be I agree oh, we we serve, The club certainly need two Come good. in Because they've lost three Lustig's gone Jeremy tolyan has gone Christian Gamboa's has gone So you, you need bodies in In that position I, I think they've, tr- they've like tried very hard They looked at Tommy Smith At Huddersfield But he's gone for £4 million And quite big wages Shelt, To Stoke City
5: Celtic was Celtic I never spend that Kenny money 1.2 million That's it. They bought that boy because they got nine million compensation for Brendan Rodgers. That's who bought that defender, and the three million that's him. Them covered, and now they're all going to buy 1.2 million 1 million, one million pound players. That's usual Usually, Celtic. I mean, they've got a sixty million line in the bank. I don't know why they're just going to spend seventy eight million on a good right back, a left back, and that's it. Game over. Well, the left back's still there for the time being. It'll be
2: interesting to see. You know, but the. the if Kieran Tierney stays, Celtic have shelled out an awful lot of money for a backup left back in and Bolingoli, three million pounds from Vienna. You know, it's a lot of money for a for a backup player. Um, I think where Tierney to go, surely Celtic would spend big and plug a few of the areas that Neil Lennon wants to strengthen. Be it another right back, another left back, you know, an attacking midfield player, a wide player, perhaps you would see the squad strengthen, but. It's always awkward at this time of year because quite often, you know, clubs of Celtic's size, where they fit into football's ladder, if you like, have to wait and things happening further up the ladder and the availability of other players to, to come around. So there's still a good bit of this window to go. That's not just for Celtic, that's for all the Scottish teams, Aman. So a bit of patience. Let's see what they, what they can do.
1: Thank you to Aman. This is Clyde One's Super Scoreboard. We'll hear from Richard Goff after the travel.
2: Clyde One
0: Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to com.
1: Roger Hannah here with me, Alison Conroy, tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard until seven o'clock. You remember, you can give us a call 01419511025. And Stephen and Airdrie's done just that. Hello, Stephen.
0: Hi, Alison. How you doing?
2: Hi,
0: hey, Stephen. Hi, Roger. How are you? Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm a wee bit apprehensive. I was listening to last caller and I think he's speaking for a lot of Celtic fans in a you know, maybe never come across. I mean at the end of the day, if you look at the transfer market the a boy who's played twenty five games goes for fifty million pounds, it's just mental. So I don't I don't look at the value of players. At the end of the day as you say, Roger, you've got you've got to trust the manager. And if he's normally going to go sign players, Unless he's speaking to guys And it's good that he's speaking to Baird and Kyle and all that But I think It's a bit of frustration A lot of Celtic fans And my worry is That come the start of the season If all of a sudden There's one or two dodgy results At the start of the season The are going to be big time You know I, I was quite looking forward to this Pre-season Because I thought Major rebuild We're going to get some fresh talent in You know A lot of players leaving That Either pass a sell by day, or some of them just weren't good enough. But some are still there that I still have to go as well. But there's no, I think what Celtic fans are looking for is like a marquee signing. You know, we're looking for somebody to come in that we go, oh, I, I want to go back to Celtic Park and watch him because I think Neil Lennon got the job. I mean, the, the way they gave him the job still to this day does he sit right with me. You know, they gave him it because they won the Scottish Cup. They should have had it on place before now. And I think a lot of Celtic fans not a lot, but a good percentage say maybe 30 percent are no convinced with Neil Lennon, you know, and are they waiting to the Premier League squads are announced and then see who's on lawn, who's available that way. Listen, that.
2: That, that that might well be the case, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, I was saying that to man in the last call, that's somehow sometimes the way it has to work. You just have to be patient and wait and see who becomes available. Rather, you know, try and hang off for the best players rather than jumping in for the first players. I noticed there was quotes from from Steven Gerrard at the weekend saying he was quite happy to to show patience and wait. For Ryan Kent Basically wait for Liverpool To make up their minds What they were going to do With Ryan Kent He was happy to be patient And I think Celtic Are going to have to be patient As well I'm slightly surprised At a wee bit Of the sort of caution And, and negativity By some of the, the Celtic fans Because if you look At the squad now Compared to the last few weeks Of last season You know There's a £7 million Centre and half In the squad now There's a £3 million Left back And Kieran Tierney's still there too There's a new £2 million right back Marion Schwed's arrived at the club, you know, having been signed in January and then loaned back to, to the team of Ukraine. Lewis Morgan is back at the club and looks to have shown up okay so far. Lee Griffiths is back in the squad as well, thankfully for everyone, especially for Lee himself. So to the naked eye, the, the squad looks as if it's actually in, in best, better shape than the one that finished up with a treble at the end of May. But still there seems to be just this feeling that Celtic need to do more.
1: Thank you to Stephen Airdrie for his call. Let's go to Rangers now. And Richard Golf says taking on progress at Niederkorn is a perfect opportunity for Stephen Gerrard to show how far Rangers have come in two years. The side from Luxembourg knocked Rangers out of the qualifiers under Pedro Cachina, with Golf saying there won't be a repeat.
6: You know, pre is always a difficult time. You know, you can't really judge anything. I mean, we had a. a A Europa League game against the Gibraltar team. Can't really tell too much about that because maybe they weren't the best, but you know, we took care of them quite comfortably. Progress will be a wee bit different for us because um, maybe we can have more of a barometer saying where we are from where we were two years ago Um, because we're playing against the same team. So, you know, they put us out two years ago and um, I'm sure it won't be happening this year. I think Steven Gerrard's brought professionalism to the club, uh, better players as well. So, you know, it's up to the players to make sure that doesn't happen again.
1: Stephen Gerrard's made good moves in the transfer market to improve their defensive line as well. The former Rangers captain says he likes what he's seen of George Edmondson and that of Philip Hillander should also add quality.
6: Well, I've only seen a bit of Edmondson play. It's been, he's uh, looked impressive in his couple of games, you know, in pre-season, but you can only really tell when the when the, the real season starts. But for a young boy who's just come from Oldham, I think he's looked uh, quite impressive. You know, and it gives... Um, you know, Katic and Golsen, you know, competition. Obviously, the lad has played for Sweden, he's 26 years old, so he's not a, he's not a baby. Um, you would expect him, once he gets up and running, to be part of the team. So, steven has got four good centre-backs, uh, you know, at his disposal. So, you uh, know, it's all looking good.
1: Pick up on a couple of things he said there, Roger. He's saying that Progress Niederkorn will be the perfect opportunity to show for how far Rangers have come in two years. Can you use a team like Progress Niederkorn?
2: As a marker Um, I think Rangers Will be allowed to use it as a marker this time A Mm -hmm. marker of how far they've come It was farcical two years ago Yeah um, Losing to Having won the first leg To go over there To Luxembourg And lose in the manner they did And finish the evening With the manager standing in a bush Arguing with his own supporters Um, It was something of a sort of A European low for Rangers if you like So from the days of Eduardo Herrera And Fabio Cardozo And Dalcio um, Rangers could probably argue they, they, they have come a decent way They look as if they've had a decent start to the season They've put away the Gibraltar team home and away Some of the performances in the in the friendly games Have been encouraging from a Rangers point of view But the the real business starts now Because Progress needed a con a team that two years ago beat Rangers So there are no givens in this round Rangers will know that They'll need to go out and put a marker down And beat Progress They would then play Mitterland of Denmark um, No guarantees there But it, it it's a, should be A tie that Rangers can win And then the league starts A weekend Sunday At Kilmarnock The team who effectively Wrecked Rangers season mm. Last season By taking so many points off them So Yeah Richard Goff's correct there's, There are Shoots of recovery there For Rangers There are optimistic signs But They need to do it on the park Let's
1: go back onto the lines and Charlie in Airdrie, he's a Rangers fan. He's given us a call. Hello,
7: Charlie. Hiya.
2: Hello. Hi Charlie.
7: Uh, can I speak to Roger, please? Oh, how are you,
2: Charlie?
7: Ah, uh, no bad, Roger. But what it is, um, I'm quite... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm. happy with my club and you know, the Rangers support, I uh, probably know. Uh, uh, but the thing is, I believe there's still a shadow hanging over Rangers at the moment regarding Mike Ashley. The thing is... Um, the headlines of the day in some of the papers yeah. that, um, They're supposed to own millions And um but away buying all these players And the thing is, I've heard through the grapevine I've mentioned it two or three times That there's, there's supposed to be a silent investor in the club Which is putting the money in uh, And I believe this is where the money's coming from But the nobody uh, I'm a fan of Dave King But there's nobody coming out and telling us uh, how we're going to get rid of this guy Or get, what's happening or anything you go, to the, you go to Ibrox To pick your tickets up And that kind of thing And you go in and the, the show's shot And you think to yourself oh, What's this all about? People are turning up They don't know nothing about nothing You feel it telling in the full story And you just say just leave it uh, And as I say it's quite depressing When you go in there And it seems as if um, we We're sticking our head in the sand regarding this
2: well, this court ruling at a High Court in London, I think, will leave Rangers eh, open to probably a seven-figure payout to Mike Ashley in Sports Direct over the way the last kit deal was handled. Um, the full extent of the payout, I don't think anyone knows at the minute. Um, it was a it was a damaging courtroom ruling for Rangers, without doubt. But I think the, you know the best thing for Rangers supporters at the minute is to focus. On the field, and hope that results can build and the momentum can build at the start of the season. And that you know, some of the form they showed last season can carry them into this season and they can present a better challenge to Celtic, an even better challenge to Celtic than they did last season. And then worry about things off the field when the time comes to worry about these things off the field. They have assets at a football club there's been interest in Alfredo Morelos but no bids there's been interest in James Tavernier but no bids there's interest in other players as well some of the fringe players at Steven Gerrard has said he would, he would rather see go before the window closes so for all that Rangers will land a, a bill from Mike Ashley in Sports Direct there are probably ways for them to pay that bill so you know don't, don't panic before a league ball's been kicked yet Charlie
1: Charlie how are you feeling oh. about the new season with the signings at Steven Gerrard
2: has
7: made? Um, well, I feel very, I feel confident, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the game, the European game played last Thursday, I was at that and mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't too happy with the first half. Um, and Gerard said the exact same. Um, but the yeah, second half of the started, it was, it, was, it was too easy to tell you the truth. But, uh, the thing is, um, that, uh, what do you call the, the Rangers player was talking there. He was saying that uh, the, the line would be this game on Thursday night. I, I believe, CB get drawn against the Wolves,
6: mm-hmm.
7: and we can manage to beat Wolves, that, that's when you will know we're doing better than we were last
2: year. Yeah, you've <laughs> managed to, you manage to avoid Wolves in the next round. It's Mütterland, a Danish team, so I think Wolves are going to, to the Czech Republic, maybe if they can get beat, Crusaders. So uh, I think Mütterland will be, will be a tough enough test. Eric Fiatchenko, the former Celtic centre-half, plays for them, so always a decent level of team coming out of the Danish league so if Rangers can get past progress and we'll have to see if at the minute after what happened two years ago Alison then Mitterland will be a, a, another level altogether
1: Charlie what are you expecting from the new season are you expecting Rangers to, to put up a real challenge this season
7: yeah I mean at least a cup at least um, I mean do you think we'll win the league but um, it's going to be a hard one you know Uh I, I didn't I was just disappointed I know it was only a friendly I was disappointed With that um, Draw against uh, Blackburn You know Because uh, It's why I look at it Selfie Class a period Team in Blackburn And uh, it Can't it be Blackburn Even in a friendly There's still no the Finished article
2: You know Charlie so, Charlie. I know. I, know, I know Rangers Aren't playing a weekend Saturday Charlie But you make sure You tune in to the first Saturday show of the new season Winning a highlight of the season When all the pundits Get to choose Who's going to win the league you tune in then. Do you see how many of them back your team?
7: Well, that's a I'm worried about. He's hoping especially Hugh doesn't team. back them. <laughs> that's the one. That's a, especially you, Kevins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, thanks for your call. That was Charlie and Airdrie. Just another little bit of Rangers news today, Jack. Annix left Rangers again. He's joined Blackpool in a season-long loan. Roger, of course, he was on loan at Scunthorpe yeah, last and, season. Yeah, and
2: Stephen Gerrard used an interesting word. I think it was a week passing Sunday after the Marseille game, Alison. He described the squad as bloated. Mm-hmm. And said he wanted to get a few off the wage bill. Ryan Hardy then headed for Blackpool. Jack Annex now joined him at Blackpool. There's a couple of French clubs interested. Nero's Gresda, and you know that Rangers obviously keen to to do business to get Kyle Lafferty out the door, Graham Dorans out the door, Jason Holt out the door. I think they'd be willing to listen to offers as well for the likes of Borna Barisic. So uh, I think you know we always tend to focus on incoming transfer deals yeah. at all the clubs, and you you understand why. I think just as interesting will be some of the outgoings at Rangers between now and the closure of the window.
1: This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Amber.
2: Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
0: With Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: A little bit of signing news tonight. Roger, Motherwell have tied up another player on a longer deal. Young Alan Campbell, another academy graduate at Fir Park, has signed until the summer of 2021.
2: Yeah, watch watched Motherwell on Friday night when they beat Morton in the Betfred Cup and look as if they've made some astute signing. Stephen Robinson and Keith Lasley, of course, they, they just signed contract extensions themselves mm-hmm. last week, but having lost an awful lot of players during the summer, they look as if they've... they've you know, done well. Jermaine Hilton took his goal well. Um, Sherwin Sadoff looked good last week, and of course, Alan Campbell is one of the, the homegrown players is going to be a mainstay this season yep. in that holding role in midfield. He impressed. David Turnbull quite rightly took all the headlines, particularly in the last in the second half of last season. But the consistency that Alan Campbell was showing, one of the first names in Stephen Robinson's team sheet every week, and it just makes good sense for everyone at Fort Park to give him. A contract extension, undoubtedly a pay rise involved in that as well and it gives the club just a little bit of extra protection for the day when somebody comes in and tries to buy them.
1: Absolutely, and something a little bit different from Motherwell as well with their sponsorless jerseys for the new season.
2: Yeah, they've joined Huddersfield Town, I think it is, under the Paddy Power umbrella list. Is it Save Our Shirt campaign they talk about? Um, It's a great promotional gimmick, particularly Paddy Power did it with Huddersfield a week or two back. It was a great spoof. Everyone thought that Huddersfield were going to have this Paddy Power sash across their striped jerseys. And, you know, that was just a, a gimmick, if you like. Mm-hmm. But great promotional value for Paddy Power and great financial value for Motherwell. I think they've called it the most lucrative sponsorship deal in their history. And fair play to Alan as He does well with these uh, off field things at uh, Fur Park.
1: Yeah, I mean, they'd already budgeted for new season. They've got this deal. They weren't looking for the David Turnbull money and they now look like they'll probably miss out on a compensation fee for Chris Cadden if his move to the MLS side Columbus Crew goes through. Yeah,
2: well, I'm not sure that's quite concluded yet. I think they're going to go all the way to FIFA because they feel as if they've been wronged somehow and among all this, the way that the deal has been structured, going to America and then coming back on loan to Oxford United... If he'd gone straight to Oxford of course they would have been due to pay a development fee So I think they're unhappy with that um, They have missed out on the David Turnbull money but they will That get. was a
1: bonus for them, that yeah, wasn't but, and, really part of and, the and this season's money was
2: you, it? You, you, you suspect and you feel confident they will get the David Turnbull money at some time in the future Because once he's fit and banked the team You would hope he would just pick up where he left off at the tail end of last season Celtic were keen to buy him, Norwich City were keen to buy him and if he can pick up that form again when he's back in the team next year Alison, I'm quite sure there'll be more suitors than that after him
1: When you see the, the players that Motherwell have held on to the players that have come in what, what do you expect from them in the new season especially with the new deals for Stephen Robinson and, and Keith Lasley do you expect them uh, to be back in the top uh, top six uh, again?
2: Alison, I've just told Charlie we're keeping all our predictions for a week I on Saturday know what I'm I am sorry You you're already want my predictions just now <laughs> um, I think they have a good chance of the top six Um, that's not just going on what we saw in the defeat of Morton at the weekend, but it's going a little bit on the way they performed in the second half of last season. I think Stephen Robinson made a conscious decision to change the style of football, to integrate younger, quicker footballers, if you like. I've been quite taken by young James Scott, got a couple of goals at the weekend, I saw him at the tail end of last season, and I was impressed with him. Turnbull, obviously, albeit he'll miss the start of the season again. There's Alan Campbell in there as well. Um, The signings look good They've still got Devante Cole and Chris Long To integrate into that side as well As attacking options, replacing the likes of Curtis Main So it does bode well for Motherwell. Wouldn't surprise me if they sneaked into the top six
1: Roger, just as we're talking Chris Cadden has completed his move to Columbus Crew They have tweeted that they signed him And he will go straight back on loan
2: Yeah, it's a decent level he's going to Oxford United the finishing the top half of League One. I think the manager Carl Robinson has got aspirations to get them out of League One and up into the championship. I'll be interested to see where he plays Chris Cadden because is he a winger, is he a wing back? Could he be moved back into, into a right back role? Um I'll be interested to see that and I'll also be fascinated to see whether or not Mother will have success going to FIFA in search of a compensation fee.
1: Let's go back on to the phones. We've got David and Gartham. Look, hello, David. Sorry, I just totally skipped d- over your name. Uh, <laughs>
8: Hi there. Oh, yeah. Hiya. Uh,
1: I'm,
8: I'm a first-time caller. Go easy. <laughs> um, what it is, I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like to speak about the whole Mike Ashley situation. Um, I feel like, generally, as a Rangers fan at the moment, um, as soon as we start to see some progress, we, we start to really enjoy our football again. Um, this Mike Ashley thing seems to come back to us all the time um, And it's, it, as a Rangers fan it's so irritating Because a lot of you don't really know The, the really ins and outs if you like of um, what's going on um, And I'd just like to ask you guys uh, on the panel um, Do you know like, do you the actual ins and outs Of what's going on with Mike Ashley And where Rangers stand with regards to um, like, <laughs> How long is this scenario going to go for? Go
2: on for, basically Well, where they stand tonight um, Is that they've lost the latest High Court ruling In London against Sports Director Mike Ashley-David Um, When the ruling went against them I believe Rangers asked for Damages in the case to be limited to a million pounds The judge oh. ruling on the case Denied that and said um, Damages would be decided at a later date But he wouldn't put a limit of a million pounds on it So you know it, it looks as if Rangers could face a bill in excess of a million pounds over the way the deal to leave the sports direct agreement and join this Hummel agreement a year, you know, a year past was done. Yeah, um, in terms of going forward, um, again, my understanding is that a uh, Rangers will be with Hummel again this season, uh, but beyond that, it's all a little bit unclear. You would believe there would be mm-hmm. more. Court hearings About this The downside for Rangers is And it's not even so much That You know They're facing a bill In excess of 1 million pounds Because as we said To one of the callers Earlier on David They've probably got Money there to pay it But Yeah It's the legal bills as well It's the fact that Going forward There's no guarantees That in the future They they will have Total autonomy Over kit deals And the money that these kit deals generate for the club, and and, and you know, it's worth having a good kit deal because it brings you know another income stream into the club. So definitely, I, I can definitely. understand you. You use the word irritated. I can understand why the yeah. supporters are iris- ir- irritated, And frustrated, and annoyed that this shadow keeps coming over the club, as you say, just at a time when when the supporters are trying to look positively on field events. Yeah,
8: exactly. Exactly. It just seems to be a, a dark cloud over Ibrox at the moment, and like, just just where things were going really, really good, This just pounces up again, and it's like, when does it end? Do you know what I mean? Like, everybody's just starting to really enjoy the football again. Stephen Gerrard's got the team playing excellent football. Um, like, it, it, it just seems really, really good, and then all of a sudden, you see all these headlines in the papers and stuff, and it's just it starts to bring the Rangers fans. Like back down again. You're just like, like, where does it? When does this just go away? Do you know what I mean,
1: David? When you focus on what's in front of you in the new season and the signings that have come in, though, how how do you feel about how things are going to go?
8: I, I think, I think personally, I think the signings are great. Um, <laughs> that's is that's a personal opinion. I thought Candace was playing really well in the friendlies and stuff like that. So we got a mess. There was a wee bit of disappointment to see him go, but. Um, overall, I think I think some of the guys that were signed is absolutely superb, and I think we could give Celtic a challenge. But again, it's just this dark cloud sitting over the top of our heads at the moment, and it just feels like every time we're, we're nearly there, we're nearly we're, we're, we're back, and then we're going to give Celtic a challenge again, and then next minute something else pops up, and it just it's just as if it's just it's just never ending.
1: Rangers, um, Roger, with the new season coming up, the Rangers fans. Will be focusing on what's in front of them, and you hear David talking there about the the belief this going into this new season is so high about what they can achieve.
2: Yeah, and they did go closer to Celtic last season than they had been for a very long time. Um, Stephen Gerrard again, the board have given him the tools to go and get the players that he wanted. Most recently, Philip Hellander, a Swedish international centre half from Serie A. Um, they've got. Held on to Jermaine Defoe For another year They brought in Alexis likes Ojo As we said earlier on the show Stephen Gerrard Still talking about Bringing Ryan Kent Back to the club So y- you can understand There is a degree of, of Positivity Among the Rangers supporters What Rangers need to do Is find the consistency On the pitch That eluded them Last season And it, For me it's a perfect fixture To start the league with Away at Kilmarnock Who were their bogey team mm. Last season If they can lay that bogey On the first weekend Of the season It must fill them with confidence going forward.
1: We touched on it at the start of the show, a lot of Betfred Cup matches tonight is is the big one really at Clifton Hill Albion Rovers. Well, as we a- against
2: said, yeah, as we said I, I don't think the Betfred Cup Will be particularly high On St Mirren's uh, List of ambitions this season But they need a result You know, they stumbled And staggered about At the start of that Betfred Cup last season it Ended up costing Alan Stubbs His job mm-hmm. If you remember, Alan I think he had four Betfred Cup games Four league games And he was away So they need to have A better start And they need to get Something at Albion Rovers tonight Because Very poor, losing three goals at home to a championship team Struggling the last minute penalty to beat a League 2 team And then been beaten in penalties by a lowland league team There's an awful lot of work for Jim Goodwin to do And I think even just from from a banal point of view They need to go to Clifton Hill tonight And win by two or three goals
1: Yeah, the rest of the game tonight, not really much Hinging on them in terms of teams that could go out tonight, Motherwell at Dumbarton, for example, Hibs they play both both Dundee United against East Fife. But
2: it's all about building for the season, we spoke about how well Motherwell have looked, they will want to go and continue that form at Dumbarton. Um, Abernane did well at the weekend against Aloa, they'll look to kick on because it's a big season for them under Paul Heggingbottom, his first full season in charge, they'll want to win. And Livy, top of that group, they'll want to win at Srinran.
1: Thank you, Roger. And tonight's winner of the Celtic Festival tickets is Aman in Govanhill. We have another chance for you to win tomorrow night. To find out more about the Celtic FC Festival, of course, go to www.celticfcfestival.com. That's it for tonight. I'll be live from Celtic Park tomorrow night ahead of their Champions League qualifier against Nomi Kalyu with Mark Wilson. And remember, you can keep up to date with everything that's happening on Clyde SSB Twitter. Stephen Mill is up next.
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal
3: Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve talk to thompsons.com